This is the Rabbi Patrick Podcast, and this is episode 20, You Matter. Right, everyone. This is the Rabbi Patrick podcast, and I am so excited that you are here. Uh, this is a podcast that deviates from what I've been doing for the past few podcasts um, because I'm not just promoting um, a class. I'm not giving you a, a clip of some kind. Um, this is a full podcast podcast, so going back to things that I used to do. Um, someone had criticized me that um, my podcast had uh, not been original enough, meaning that you know I was promoting things that were on Darshan Yeshiva, that they were only getting clips of uh, things that they would then buy later, and why isn't uh, my podcast free, and why am I not teaching on one shul, and why am I not writing on Punctura? And at first I was annoyed um, because this podcast is a hobby of mine. It's not connected to my jobs. Uh, that I do, um, and I, I just didn't like being criticized. But I do understand where people are coming from, which is that you get used to having something for free, um, and uh, then all of a sudden the ball game changes, right? And it's not about free, right? It's not about you know a three dollar podcast that's sold on Darshan Yeshiva or a blog post that they used to be able to read. It's about change, uh, and it's. What happens when we encounter change is that we begin to believe that we don't matter, right? If things have continuity to them, if things never change, then we feel as though life is working in our direction, in our favor, um, that the world is aligned towards our needs. And then when things change, even if they're for the positive, we begin to think that we don't have control, um, that we don't matter that this whole thing that's going on doesn't involve us, that we are sort of victims to life. Uh, to put it another way, there is a theater to life, and we are actors uh, in that theater, but suddenly someone changed the script, and now we're stuck and we don't know what to do. And that can lead us to believe that we don't matter. Um, and so I wanted to talk about what it means to matter. So first, I will tell you a few things that are coming up. High holidays, 5777. Can you believe it? So, One Shoal has lots of great stuff going on. Uh, I uh, would encourage you to go on One Shoal's Facebook um, and you can get the whole calendar from there. We used to do a Google Calendar, but it didn't make sense because people were finding out about us from Facebook. So, why sort of double the work? Um, and you can also talk to Katsira, uh, who is the spiritual uh, leader and director of One Shoal, and she can tell you about all the cool stuff that's going on there. Uh, you can go to oneshoal.org, that's O-N-E-S-H-U-L.org, and you can check out all that great stuff. <clears throat> if you are in the Virginia area and you want to hang out with me, or perhaps you want to have a destination, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, a uh, great place to do that is Bone Kodesh, the community that I serve. Uh, so the high holidays, October 2nd through 12th in Richmond, Virginia, um, actually technically Chesterfield, 
but it's the Greater RVA. Uh, we will be at First Congregational Church on Courthouse Road, uh, and uh, we're really fortunate to have interfaith partners who help us to work out space for all of our different events. So I'm really, really grateful to them. Now, maybe a service, no matter how sort of progressive and universalist and open it is, uh, is maybe that's not for you. Maybe you don't like that. Maybe the very word service or sitting down for two hours, just that doesn't feel right. I would encourage you to come to the alternative service, which is the second day uh, Rosh Hashanah service, um, and that's going to be a hike in pony pasture. Um, and uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to hike. We're going to read some poems. We're going to talk. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want something that's more service service, if you want a Torah reading and Avinu Malkenu and all of that good stuff, uh, but with some really interesting, universal, practical, contemporary messages uh, and beautiful, beautiful uh, cantoral soloist, uh, I would encourage you to come to the First Congregational Church events. If you want something uh, that's hiking in nature and uh, and being out in the created world, um, I would encourage you to come to Pony Pasture instead. There will be a break for me for a good part of November and a good part of December, uh, where I'm not working nearly as hard as I am right now because I'm amping up for high holidays and putting out a lot of content on Darshan Yeshiva. So if you are interested in having me come speak, um, perhaps you have a group that likes to get together and you uh, meet in your home and you want someone to come and speak and talk to you about any number of things, or maybe you have a synagogue or a church uh, or maybe you have a study group, uh, maybe you are a teacher and you do bar and bat mitzvah or confirmation or youth group, um, you know, maybe you are a an organization of some kind, a Jewish organization or a, a group that does some sort of care in the world and you'd like uh, me to come talk to your group, facilitate some kind of interesting event, uh, perhaps to promote your thing, whatever it is you do. Um, I have a little bit of a break there and can help you. So please email podcast, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast, at rabbipatrick.com. So podcast at rabbi, R-A-B-B-I, Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K, dot com. Now I mentioned earlier that I'd been working really hard at Darshan Yeshiva. It's because of these really cool mobile classes that we do. So up until this time, if you wanted to do something on Darshan Yeshiva, you had to buy a subscription. Uh, you had to buy a, a whole series of classes. And some of the, some people told me, you know, what if I just want one thing? Maybe I don't want to take 20 classes in a month. Maybe I just want to download one class to listen to in my car. Um, and I need that to be kind of cheap. And so we responded to that. So now we have these mobile classes, and they're $3.00. Um, some of them, if you do a video inst uh, class instead of a podcast class, they're $5. And then we also bundle some classes together. So we'll give you a bunch of classes at once, and you can save a little bit of money. Um, some of the popular classes are Being Jewish Alone, which is a really powerful class. So maybe you're the only Jew in your town. Maybe you converted, and you don't know other Jews. Uh, or maybe you want to convert, and you don't know what to do. Uh, being Jewish alone is a really good class for people who feel like they are alone in their Judaism. Another great class that's really popular, Finding Meaning in Ordinary Life. So thinking about 
what it means to go day to day uh, feeling like you're not really connected. You don't sort of know what your place is in the world. Um, this is a great class for that. And then starting a synagogue in your home, that's another really popular class. Uh, maybe you are interested in getting a group of people together to do some sort of study, uh, something like that, or, or to pray or whatever. Uh, this is a good class for that. If you've ever thought maybe you'd be a good leader, uh, this is a good one for you. So consider that. Uh, finally, I'm really, really honored that Lex Roface, uh, who is this really great educator, rabbinical student with the Olive uh, Renewal Program, Super, super cool guy uh, did a Mishnah class for uh, Darshan Yeshiva. And so you can download seven podcasts for nine bucks. <laughs> it's a great deal. And there's handouts and there's also slides uh, for each lesson. So if you are a Jewish educator and you need some material about uh, Mishnah uh, and you want something that's accessible, good, good thing. So Darshan Yeshiva, click on mobile classes. So I want to talk about the fact that you matter. And there's three parts to this. First, there is dragging hell into heaven. The second part is trillions of tiny accidents. And the third is what to do about it. So dragging hell into heaven. You may believe in a literal heaven and hell. Uh, you may believe in reward and punishment or something where your soul goes to hell first and then goes to heaven, something like that. And I don't quarrel with that at all. What I do know, though, is that people can choose hell. I see people do it all the time. Horrible things happened in your past. And you just never quite seem to find a way to reconcile it, to be okay with the, t the horror that you had to deal with, the father who abused you, the mother who didn't care about you, uh, the system that you were born into that just pushed you and pushed you and pushed you. It's hell. There are people who live in hell, often not of their own design. But when we get to a point where we can do something about it, we can leave that person we get older and we can move out of that house, no matter how hard it is. We have a tendency to drag that hell with us. If we think about a future that we can own as being heaven, we drag hell into heaven. We do that because we were trained from the beginning of our life or from the beginning of tragedy that we don't matter that the world as it exists puts us as the victim, that life happens at us instead of us being active participants in life. When you have gone for so long believing that you have no control, that you are the victim to the world, you create a hell mindset. And when you have any opportunity to do something different, you unfortunately drag that hell with you. It's the person who says, you know, I can't have a relationship with anyone because they will just ruin me. I can never remarry because all women are bad. 
or all men are bad. Um, I could never get a job again because anyone who is a boss, a manager, is rude and cruel and doesn't care about me. It's dragging hell into heaven. There are lots of times where we can have positive life experiences, but we allow our past to ruin it. And we allow it to ruin it because we took that hell and brought it with us into heaven. We believe that we do not matter. We believe that whatever happened to us that caused us to believe that is an ongoing thing. And if it's not happening to us, we will certainly drag those memories with us. But here's the thing. Life is trillions of tiny little accidents. Now maybe accidents is the wrong word. Maybe you believe in a certain kind of fate. You believe that things happen for a reason or that there's purpose. But life is trillions of tiny little moments. That's how all of this started. The Big Bang was a moment. It was an accident, if you will. Some people believe it's purposeless. And that all of these little accidents, all these little incidences, all these little moments kept going and going and going and going. And they've all led up to where you are right now. Right at this moment. It's cheesy, but it's true what Carl Sagan said. You know, that we are the stuff of stardust contemplating the stars. All of the little things that happened in cosmic time arrived at you right now. We are the product of lots of little moments. So what do we do when we think about dragging hell into heaven and these tiny little moments? Well, certainly if everything is happening all of the time, we are dragging hell into the heaven of these tiny little accidents, we are choosing moment to moment to moment to moment to drag hell into heaven. There's these little heavens constantly happening all the time. It's not something that's off in the future. It's every single second of the day. And we are choosing every single second of the day to undermine trillions of tiny accidents trillions of tiny moments of fate, trillions of tiny winks from God. Why are we undermining life? How dare we do that? Because we are convinced we do not matter. Because we are convinced that all of these little moments are independent of us. They are independent of our control. And so we're just better off living the way we always have, not doing anything else about it. So what if you have changed your mind? What if you've said, you know what? I think I do matter. I do think the fact that I'm made of the same stuff, you know, as trillions of, uh, you know, other things that have existed in this universe, that I'm made of that stuff that I am empowered if you, if you decide to change your life, if you decide to say, you know what, I do matter, I am part of this big picture, what are you to do about it? How do you stop dragging hell into heaven? How do you stop undermining the trillions of little moments, little accidents, little winks from God? I think it's a couple of things. 
the first thing you have to do is you have to know that you are going to change. And you need to take some kind of mental or even physical uh, reckoning, notation of every decision you make that leads you to dragging hell into heaven. So, you won't get a job because you don't want people to say no to you because being told no hurts and it proves you don't matter well. Maybe what you can do is say, being told no doesn't mean that I don't matter. It just means that I haven't found the right thing yet and I should try something else. Maybe, instead of saying, I can't go out on a date, I can't put my profile up on, you know, uh, OkCupid, or uh, there's one for people over 50, uh, uh, prime of your life or something like that. I forget what it's called. Um, I can't do that because nothing's going to happen anyway and I'm not deserving of love. Maybe what you do is say, well, up until this point, I have decided that I wasn't worthy of love, but now I'm going to do something different. And if it works out, well, that's great. And if it doesn't work out, then it just wasn't the right way to work it out. <laughs> That not everything is black or white. Not everything is fail or succeed. That some things are more nuanced than that. That you don't have to hit a home run the first time. Think of the number of people who were successful who had to fail over and over and over and over and over again. Maybe that's life sometimes. You know, maybe life is filled with failure that's personal. It's not about work or school, but... You know, it's about the relationships we have with people. And maybe it's okay to say, you know what, I, I did it this way before. I'm going to do it differently because the worst thing that can happen is nothing or the same thing. But maybe if things change, maybe if I have lots of new tiny little accidents, if, if suddenly I realign my life a little bit, because I'm making different kinds of decisions, because I've, I've made a notation of this is the way I've lived before, and now I'm going to live a different way, and I've decided to attack each of those little things, you know. I'm going to start uh, exercising because it makes me feel good, uh, not because I care, uh, you know, if I look like some airbrushed model. Um, I'm going to say yes to that, you know, guy at the supermarket who always asks me out because why not? I might have a good time. And if I don't have a good time, it'll be a great story. Um, I'm going to stop nagging my children because it doesn't work anyway and it's hurting our relationship. You know, maybe if I, if I decide to scratch off all of these things on my have-done list, right? I have uh, butchered a relationship with a parent. Uh, I have worked too much. Uh, I have uh, neglected my personal health. I have whatever your I have is. If I decide to uh, scratch those things off or rewrite them, I have done this, so now I'm going to do that. Suddenly you're not dragging hell into heaven, and you are accepting that there could be new tiny accidents, new, tiny, little moments. If you can work on those things, what you will suddenly realize is that you matter. 
you will begin to align the world in your favor. Now, does that mean that bad things will not happen to you? Absolutely not. There are things that are, are out of our control. You know, God forbid, but cars get stolen. Um, people's hearts get broken. Jobs go away. These things happen. I don't believe in a law of attraction that says if I think it, it will magically happen. But I do believe that you can think about your life and you can make decisions and you can notice that life is not one big thing, but it's a, a series of lots of tiny moments and you can make the choice to realign your life towards heaven and not hell and that things will end up being better for you, at least marginally. If you can get that load of hell off of your back, suddenly you will be able to stand up straight and you'll notice that you matter. If you can get out there in the world a little bit and you can see the impact that you can have, even small things, being nice to that server in a restaurant, um, saying hello to that old person on the bus who looks like they're lonely. These are tiny moments of good that you can do. You can actually drag heaven into hell. You can actually reverse trend, not only change the circumstances for yourself, but you can change the circumstances for others in changing your life so that you can orient yourself towards mattering. You can help others to know that they matter. And that is a powerful life shift. Hell is an egotistical place because it's about your suffering. Heaven is an open place because it is about our glory. I'm going to say that one more time. Hell is an egotistical place because it's about your suffering. Heaven is a pluralistic place because it is about our glory. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to arrange your life in such a way that instead of dragging hell into every single moment or into the long term or however you want to look at it, you can begin to reverse trend or at least stop it in its tracks. And you can begin to enjoy life. And when you enjoy life, you will see that you matter. It will kind of clear the fog a little bit. Things will be a lot less hazy. Is that a lot of work? Yes. But you can start with just one thing. Pick one. Make a list of every decision that you make over and over and over and over and over again that interrupts the flow of good into your life. And just change one. You know, if you have 10 things that you consistently do, even if you think that's just the way life is and you don't have a choice, pick one. That is a 10% improvement in your life. If I told you that there was one decision you could make that would help you lose 10% of your body fat, you would do it. So do the same thing. Choose one out of 10 decisions that you consistently make or 10 beliefs that you have or 10 practices that are part of your uh, mindset. Change one of them. And I guarantee you, you will see some kind of change. Maybe not an immediate improvement, but some kind of change. And it will make you want to do another. 
and another and another until finally the sun starts to shine again. You suddenly find that the world is more open and dynamic. And you'll begin to discover that you matter, that you are a part of this just as much as anyone else. You are not a victim to life. You are a part of life. And that is a powerful experience to have. Some might call it spiritual, in fact. So, I hope that going forward you will not drag hell into heaven. That you will witness that the trillions of little accidents in the day are a part of a much bigger picture of which you are in. And that there is something you can do about it. That you can reorient your life towards goodness. And through that, you will recognize that you matter. Because you do. Even now. You matter. Thanks a lot.